Well, good evening, everyone. Um, thanks for joining us for Wednesday nights uh, live here at HBC. Uh, good evening, Paul. How are you? I am good, Bo. Yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. I'm realizing we should have shut the door with the air being so loud, but maybe you can't hear it too much on uh, on here. But uh, yeah. Um, we want to open tonight with some prayers. So if you guys have any prayer requests, uh, we usually start with prayer on Wednesday nights. Um, just let us know in the comment section. Um, we're going to be talking about Proverbs 1 tonight. Um, so if you don't have a prayer request, I guess you can be turning there in your Bible. And while um, people are making a prayer request, can I get nostalgic for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like we're back in uh, March of 2020 when you and I, I mean, this is how... <laughs> online Wednesday nights launched, you and I uh, doing this together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It did launch that way. Um, so, yeah, it should be fun tonight. It'd I be think like, so. be like old times. Old times, <laughs> old times. <laughs> Mark Leibniguth says, hello. Hello, Mark. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Um, yeah, we, uh, we, man, we had a, that was stressful times, too, oh, my back goodness, then. Man. <laughs> that was, you did a great job throwing everything together. No, oh, um, that was something course, else. We've got a studio now, but I remember it was me, you, and an iPhone and your guitar. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did a few weeks like that, and slowly made some changes as yeah. we figured some things out. So it's all good. Well, the biggest upgrade was getting Jonathan on Wednesday nights. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Jonathan does a great job. Oh, fantastic! I, I love job. teaching with Jonathan. He's 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 amazing. Matter of fact, um, if you're watching tonight, and there are comments from the church, that's Jonathan Johnston. Yeah, yeah. He is um, a little under the weather. A little under the weather. And so uh, he will be um, commenting back to anyone who is online with, uh, well, with whatever he needs to say. Yeah. So, um, no, but no, yeah, no prayer requests so far. Um, Another thing I, I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and prepare everybody for now. Um, I asked in a post earlier this afternoon and again in the description of this video tonight is um, to have gone ahead and, and just read Proverbs 1. Mm -hmm. If you have a proverb that stuck out to you today and you're just like, man, that is that is really helpful to me right now um, or has been in the past, uh, the wisdom of that, um, put it in the, in the comment section mm -hmm. tonight and we would love to... Um, create a more engaging atmosphere by discussing that with you and, and hearing from you all in that way. Um, so yeah, if there's, if there's no prayer request, obviously, um, uh, well, there, there's one right now from Jonathan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, pray for Nancy Irvine, the loss of her mother, uh, Jerry and Lois Vaught and, um, Doris Watts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Talisa says hello. Hello, hello Talisa. Talisa. Uh, prayers for divine intervention in the midst of increasing spread of COVID. Thankful mm -hmm. he's bigger than any disease. Amen. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, well, uh, Paul, would you mind opening us in prayer tonight as yeah, we start? I'd be honored. So let's all uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as um, Avery so appropriately said, um, Lord, may your hand be on us, on our community, on our nation, on our world. We know you care. Lord, and then in the midst of this ongoing pandemic, where it's not just physical illness, Lord, it's um, mental health, it's emotional health, it's spiritual health. We're all being challenged in, in all those ways. So, Lord, as much as we can in our broken, messy, sinful selves, may our eyes and our ears be open to see and to hear your spirit, your guiding, your encouragement, uh, your sustenance. Uh, Lord, as we continue to navigate through these days and weeks ahead, Lord, uh, we ask that you specifically uh, hear our prayers that have been uh, posted online. Uh, we know that Nancy is grieving the loss of her mom. We know that uh, Jerry and Lois, Lord, are, are faced with a, Lord, just a hard, uh, just a hard reality. And Lord, we continue to pray for Miss Doris that she recovers. 
Um, so Lord, hear our prayers. Hear this prayer. Uh, and Lord, bless this church. Uh, Father, may, again, your hand be palpably felt uh, on us tonight. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, so, a couple of weeks ago, we started a new series on Sunday morning, right? About mm-hmm. Proverbs. Yep. David kicked it off. And, uh, yeah, David kicked it off. And so, Paul, I was wondering tonight if you might give us, um, since this is our first Wednesday night talking about Proverbs, yeah. uh, would you maybe give us, um, I don't know, the 30,000 foot bird's eye view of, yeah. of what what's going on here absolutely proverbs is a fascinating book because it's a book all about wisdom and um the author of the majority of the proverbs was king solomon pretty wise dude um proverbs the genre of proverbs uh is poetry mm-hmm. uh, for the most part and again we have to remember that we are reading the bible in english but proverbs was written in hebrew And the reason that's important to know is we see different types of poetic structures uh, in the Proverbs. Sometimes we see, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, Sometimes we see uh, chiasms when it comes to poetry, uh, where the the beginning of the the poem will look just like the ending of the poem, and then everything in between uh, will match match as the the poem goes on. Uh, And then we uh, know that Proverbs also has a specific type of poetry, and I can't think of it right now, where like Proverbs 31, is that, that's it. It's actually an acrostic hmm. uh, in the Hebrew language where each uh, letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the beginning of uh, that, that structure for Proverbs 31. So if you know anything about Hebrew, uh, Proverbs is not just full of wisdom. Proverbs is full of rich poetry. So we know that uh, the majority of Proverbs was written by Solomon. We know that uh, its genre uh, is poetry. Uh, There's some interesting things about Proverbs. Proverbs is actually divided up into five subsections. Um, And what's interesting about that, and I'm not going to go into detail about the subsections, is they're divided up uh, into five subsections for a reason, to match the five books of the Torah and to also match the five books of Psalms. Hmm. So Proverbs is a very Jewish book because its structure is not just poetic. It it wasn't just uh, not just because it was written by Solomon, but because it was written in such a way to match the Jewish story, which is the Torah, and to also match uh, the, the songs of the Jews, which was the Psalms. So five books of Torah, five books of Psalms, five books of Proverbs. That's really interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And one other thing, it's a wisdom book. And so this was Solomon writing, and a lot of scholars think that he had a school that he was teaching in. Um, so this is Solomon literally writing to young men. Some scholars believe he was educating them in a school. Some believe that he may have just been mentoring. Uh, but here is one of the wisest men who have ever lived. And we're going to see him. And we have been seeing over these last few Sundays him give wisdom from the Lord uh, to the men that he's teaching. Well, I think even the first few verses when we read them tonight uh, would support um, that theory mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, that that was on his mind to pass on that knowledge, whether in a mentorship or a, 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 a larger teaching role in a school. Yeah. Um, and obviously wisdom, cool. wisdom is extremely important. Uh, that, that is the primary theme of Proverbs. Yeah. 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 Anything else we need to know? Um, let me check the comments. Um, don't, don't see anything. Again, um, it's very practical. Uh, sometimes the way that the chapters of Proverbs are written, a, a chapter could all go together, or that chapter could be broken down into different subsections that could exist in and of itself. So like, for instance, when we get to Proverbs 31 in a couple of weeks on Sunday mornings, a lot of people know Proverbs 31 because it's the, the virtuous woman. Yeah. Well, that's only the last part of the chapter. The first part of the chapter um, may or may not be attached to, to Proverbs or may not be attached to the virtuous woman. Long story short is you can read one proverb, one line, and, and learn a lot from that. Yeah. And then also you can look at it in context and learn a lot from that. So uh-huh. Proverbs is just extremely practical, uh, yeah. and it's a, just a fascinating book to read. It really is. I mean, like you said, it's like every sentence could almost be its own 
sermon, its own study. Absolutely. It's, you know, we could take the whole night and just dissect one sentence, yeah. but you can also look at it in a, in a bigger way mm-hmm. in, in context of the surrounding verses. And, and um, it doesn't necessarily always change uh, what that means, mm-hmm. but, but uh, it, it gives it new flavor. Yep. Um, and um, yeah. And, and what we'll see tonight uh, to your point about poetry, you know, you mentioned Proverbs 31 ends with uh, the woman, like mm-hmm. this, this, this um, description of a, of a very real, tangible woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Proverbs 1, the f- first part of the book, also talks about a woman, mm-hmm. but it personifies wisdom mm-hmm. as a woman. Yeah. And so there's that, uh, those bookends there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it personifies wisdom as a woman. And then, as you said, we see a woman full of wisdom, very right. practically living her life out at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool book. Very cool book. Um, so let's let's just dive into chapter one. Um, <clears throat> we've got uh, chapter one here. You know, you you get to you get to live your life, Paul, until the day you die. YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> you only you live only, once. You only live once. Which... Unless you're a believer, exactly. and then you only live forever. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you get to live your life until the day you die. You know, mm-hmm. It's been appointed to man once to die. It's what scripture tells us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, until that, that day where you're appointed to die, you have to decide how to use that life. Um, and Proverbs, I think, and like you said, it's about hugely about wisdom. I think it's a book about how to live the best life possible, how to, how to make choices mm-hmm. in order to live out the best life possible. Well, and um, even, even that bow, like we're going to see immediately the purpose of Proverbs in verse two, wisdom is not just some randomized teaching. Yeah. Wisdom is clearly defined, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> well, we'll see if, if I, if you think of something, let me know. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I like the back and forth, uh, so I'm just going to kind of read um, the first maybe uh, four verses here. Um, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. I like this because this is kind of like a letter, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. when I get a letter, you know what I do? If I, if I don't know who it's from, I always go to the bottom first. And I see, who is this from? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I read the letter. Yeah. And... He, Solomon's just like, I'm just going to start off that way because that's mm-hmm. what everybody's going to do anyway. So, so yeah. I kind of like uh, these letters in scripture, how they just start with, this is who I am yeah. um, and move on. It's like they had something figured out that we've lost somehow. I, I don't know it's what the, that is. It's the authority of it. Yeah. The, yeah. the declaration of the, the authority of the author. Yeah. Um, all right. Verse two, uh, to know wisdom and, and instruction, to discern the, the sayings of understanding to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. Verse 5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. <clears throat> um, I like this first part here, especially the first four verses, because, you know, we talked about, you, you mentioned that Proverbs is very practical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might be the most practical book in scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and right off the bat, it gives us three really big action words. Yep. Um, and I, and I, and I really like this, uh, verse two, to know, mm-hmm. the first one is to know wisdom and instruction to discern the sayings of understanding and verse three to receive instruction to receive instruction in wise behavior righteousness justice and equity to give prudence to the naive to the youth knowledge and discretion mm-hmm. and so we have um uh to know to receive and to give mm-hmm. and you know, it's not just—it's not just a list of actions. It—it mm-hmm. it shows us a cyclical pattern, mm-hmm. um, and I think that even in that, there's a lot of wisdom. 
we we know not just for knowledge's sake, mm-hmm. not just so we can be the smartest one in the room, but we learn things. We we come to know things and discern things for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, we receive those things that we know. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I can come up to you and and tell you truth, yeah. but you still have to choose to receive it. Yeah. And um, so there's a reception component in that. And then we come back to the purpose of, of those things, and it's to give. Mm-hmm. Um, not to hoard it to ourselves, but to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. In other words, we're going to take the knowledge that we've acquired, the wisdom that we've received, and we're going to turn around and seek to give that back to the next generation yeah. so that they can, in turn, um, learn and grow in wisdom and then turn around and give that back to, uh, um, to those younger than them. And um, I, I, just, I just like that, that, that pattern um, uh, that Scripture gives us right there. Um, well, I'm over here giddy, and there's a reason. Um, so the word know there mm-hmm. uh, is more than just a knowledge knowing. It's uh-huh. more of a relational knowing. Yeah. So it's not like we're just supposed to hear and learn and know something. We're supposed to have a relationship um, with 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 the truths that are going to be taught here. And, right. and um, this is this is geeky here, but it's so fun. So the Hebrew here mm-hmm. for no, you know where I'm going, don't you? Do you do you know? Uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so the Hebrew word for here or for for no is yada. Okay. And there's also another way that you can conjugate that verb, and it's yoda. And we know we've heard that word before, Bo. Oh, yeah. I've heard it many times. Star Wars. <laughs> yoda. So, and again, I'm being funny, uh, but there's a seriousness to, you know, Yoda's this mythical character in Star Wars that has a lot of what? A lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom. And his name... Um, we see, we can find that and trace that back to the Hebrew here in Proverbs. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, Yida or Yoda, and we have Yoda. Uh huh. Yeah. So there's your useless piece of information <laughs> for the night. Um, but I mean, this gives us a great model for um, um, all kinds of relationships. It gives us a model for our, our homes. Mm-hmm. It gives us a model for our, our places of work. Mm-hmm. It gives us a model for um, our church, the church. Yeah. Um, this and like you said, it's it's not just a. It is a factual knowledge of things, but it's also there's a relationship component in that um, that gives us such a great model for what the church is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that we that we know wisdom and instruction and discern the sayings of understanding because because we're in a relationship with one another. Yeah. Um, and we pass those things along to each other. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, um, really neat stuff. Very. Um, and of course, you know, knowledge is not the word knowledge is going to be used a whole bunch in this mm-hmm. book, <laughs> like I don't know, like twenty seven thousand times. Yeah, not really, but it's a lot of times. And um, it, you know, we have the word wisdom that's going to be used a lot of times too. And I think it's important, I guess, to know that those those are different. I think we know they're different. I don't know that we always know how or why they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowledge would be, hey, here's the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, wisdom would be like more like, how do you use how do facts? I use these facts? Yeah. Like yeah. what do I do with those facts? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I think about the distinction between those two things, I think about. Um, Joseph and Genesis and how he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. nobody knew what Pharaoh's dreams meant. They needed the facts. Mm-hmm. And so Joseph comes, he's, he's heard from God. God has shown him what the dreams mean. And he says, okay, here's what it means. Mm-hmm. Here are the facts. Yeah. And then they, they still don't know what to do because they lack wisdom. Mm-hmm. But Joseph I mean, this is going to play into verse seven here. Joseph, being a, a, a God-fearing man, mm-hmm. he had wisdom, mm-hmm. 
and he knew how to take the facts and apply them. He knew what to do with them. Yeah. And he saved his pe- saved his family. He saved the line of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. He saved he saved um, the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he saved the world basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the difference um, in in a, in a real world example of the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have a lot of knowledge. They don't always know how to apply that knowledge and make it useful. Yeah. Um, to life. Um, but verse seven says this, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and destruction mm-hmm. and, and instruction. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so there's a big key element in this first section of chapter one is this, um, this line here that you've probably heard before. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and later on it will say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, uh, and I think for me personally, mm-hmm. that word fear has always been made me feel a little uneasy or um, confused. Yeah. Uh, and I always want to equate this idea of fear with respect. Mm hmm. And I think you can in in some ways, but that's not really you're talking about the Hebrew. That's really not the Hebrew word that's being used here. The word really does mean fear. I mean, like terror. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, so I was thinking about that today, and mm-hmm. I. Sorry. No, I, I laugh. I laugh because one of my professors in seminary would always he would describe the Lord as a holy terror. Mm. Yeah. Think, yeah. Those are good words. Yeah. Yeah. And and when there's and I'm looking at again, I'm looking at the Hebrew here, he also goes deeper into reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was thinking. I was thinking about this word fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it this afternoon. I was thinking about how, you know, there there really are a lot of reasons to fear God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he if he gave us what we deserved right now in this moment, um, and he could if he wanted, mm-hmm. we'd all be dead right here on the spot mm-hmm. because we all deserve death. Mm-hmm. Um. It's only by the life and the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. that we receive life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if um, we we know that fr- from His Word that God is also love. Mm-hmm. He is love. Yeah, and and He is light, and He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come and find eternal life. Mm-hmm. And and um, but the fact that He could. If he chose to, if he could destroy us in an instant. A God who can create from nothing by simply speaking mm-hmm. is a God who could destroy it all mm-hmm. also by simply speaking. Yeah. And that's the kind of, of power that he wields mm-hmm. um, and uses in infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he could do that. Uh, the fact that, and, and that is a reason to fear, but the fact that he chooses... Um, to, to love us instead is a reason to worship. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one day he'll return. And the Bible says that, um, th- that the clouds are going to be rolled back mm-hmm. like a scroll. Mm-hmm. And I can pretty much guarantee you that when that happens, those that are there to see that the sky being rolled back like a scroll, yeah. they're going to be full of fear. Yeah. That's going to be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, like change your pants, terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we also know that on that day, every knee will bow mm-hmm. and every tongue is going to confess. Mm-hmm. And they're going to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, every person in scripture mm-hmm. that enters into God's throne room, into his presence, um, they fall down before him completely like shook to yeah. their core. Yeah. Um, well, it's the kavod of the Lord. It's the glory of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And that word glory 
literally means the weightiness of the Lord. Mm. And his glory is going to be so weighty that it's going to overwhelm us. It's going to weigh on us, but in a very holy and redeeming way. So, you know, I'm trying to think when first time we went to NASA, Tara and I took a trip to NASA in 2003 and we got to, we paid the extra money. We got to go behind the scenes and we got to go to launch pad A and launch pad B. And we got to go to the vehicle assembly building. And the reason I'm saying all that is saying all this is because they took us on the track that the then space shuttle would use to, um, to go from the vehicle assembly building all the way out to the launch pads. And Bo, there was a tremendous sense of awe when I realized just how big the space shuttle is. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm talking about a space shuttle made by man. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the sense of awe, the reverence, the holy fear being in the presence of God, that weightiness? Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so like I think of, you know, about Isaiah, he enters mm-hmm. into uh, exactly. God's presence and, and, and he just, that weightiness, that, that, that fear, I mean, it strikes him and he, he falls down and on his knees and, and, um, you know, Isaiah, mm-hmm. a guy who is holier than Daryl Catlett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, They're pretty close though. <laughs> pretty close. Um, he falls down and exclaims, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he worships because, because God sends an angel and, you know, touches him with yeah. a, a coal off of the holy altar and, <laughs> yeah. and, and God, you know, meets him there. Yeah. Um, so we see this in scripture, this God who we should fear, mm-hmm. um, but who we should also love mm-hmm. and, and worship. And I think that there's plenty of reasons to be afraid, but we have, um, we can have a healthy amount. We can cultivate a healthy fear of the Lord mm-hmm. um, in our life and in, in, in our church uh, that puts us, kind of, it kind of puts us in our place. It humbles us, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I think it can also coexist at the same time with a heart of worship mm-hmm. um, for the fact that he offers uh, to, to give us freely a station way above anything that we could ever earn um, by adopting believers into his family. Yeah. Uh, so, um, well, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's kind of, well, my last thought would be, yeah. um, it's kind of like, I think it's still weird for me to even talk about it out loud, but mm-hmm. um, I was trying to think of like, how, how have I seen that in my own life? Well, you know, when I was a little kid, I loved my parents, but I also had, a, I think, a healthy fear of my parents mm-hmm. because of the authority that they had over me because they had been put in charge over me. Yeah. And that's not a perfect analogy, but, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it is possible to both healthfully fear someone Mm -hmm. and love them at the same time. Yeah. I take it back to that term reverence. Um, When we realize just how big God is and how small we are, there is, you know, I hear you say healthy fear. I almost think, think we could also say reverence there. And when you go to a passage like uh, first John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. I think when we are attuned through the Holy spirit with the power and the glory of the Lord, both the father and the son, I think that that reverential fear is actually translated into reverential love um, it, because we see how big and how holy and how glorious God is. And, and you said it wisely a few minutes ago, yet what does he do? He chooses to take his vastness, his weightiness, his glory, and he uses that to love us and to yeah. redeem us and forgive us. Um, so, you know, and I think sometimes it's easy for us to study scripture and think it's easy, it's black and white. And don't get me wrong, there are truths in here that are very clear, but sometimes there are these mixtures of, of reverence and love or fear and love or grace and truth where um, the Lord's working in, in that combination and 
it's in that tension that I think he does some of his best work. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but to, I guess to reiterate uh, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Um, and then we get into this next section. I, mm-hmm. I, I got to be paying attention to what time it is. 6.31, okay. Uh, uh, we get into this next section, and in verse 8 it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to go. I forgot. I need to talk about... Um, um, Here? Well, maybe I don't need to talk about it. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe I, sh- I something else that stuck out to me earlier today yeah. uh, was in verse three, and I forgot to write it down, which is why I forgot um, to say it. Uh, to re- to re- that, that second action word to receive instruction mm-hmm. in wise behavior. Um, we really, I mean part of I think human nature mm-hmm. <laughs> we really don't like being told we're wrong mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah oh yeah um, but in order for us to attain wisdom mm-hmm. we have to receive instruction and in wise behavior and mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of times most of the time that's going to be um, either you know the Lord through through a time of prayer or mm-hmm. through his word or mm-hmm. both or a sermon or yeah. from a friend, whoever it might yeah. be, it's going to be receiving um, instruction in that, you know what, I, I didn't do that in a wise way. Mm-hmm. I did not handle myself appropriately in that situation. Um, and that can be really hard to hear. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, you know, I think there there's... Uh, a um, huge <laughs> there's a huge amount of value in allowing the pain of that to become our friend mm-hmm. and take and, and receive that to mm-hmm. take that and to learn from it and grow from it and and I love what it goes on to say it's not just instructions in wise behavior like we got to receive that but as we become wise in that you know there's a righteousness that comes with that and then these what originally made me think of stop and think about this verse even deeper was these two like pretty big buzzwords right now. I feel like in our society, mm-hmm. um, justice and equity. Mm, yeah. And, and, and those man, I mean, how much in the last year and a half, especially have we talked about justice and equity, mm-hmm. um, in our, in our nation. And the truth is, is that scripture has the answer for those things. Mm-hmm. If we really want justice and equity in our life, in our in our cities, in our states, in our country, in this world, we have to be willing to stop and recognize that we're not always right. And we don't always handle things the way they should be handled. Mm-hmm. And we need to receive um, instruction in wise behavior. Um, so I, I felt like I just needed to touch on that uh, I feel like that was topical, at least. And sure, one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> so then, I guess on to verse eight. Oh, Jonathan's been going at it here. He's like the super poster. <laughs> Daryl is a tough one to compare. Uh, to compare to Avery, you're right. Um, this first one that came to my mind. <laughs> uh, verse 8, let's see. Hear, my son, H-E-A-R, mm-hmm. not here is my son, but mm-hmm. hear, my son, mm-hmm. your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. I... Uh, I that Hebrew word, um, I think is is it's yada. Yeah. 
what's that? What's it's, that? But that's different from yada, y- yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But he, here, um, it means to listen. It also means to obey. Mm-hmm. And um, my understanding, limited understanding of Hebrew, is that um, this was the word for obey, but it's often translated here. And they didn't really separate those two things. You mm-hmm. were supposed to listen, to hear mm-hmm. the word, and then do as the word was saying to do. Um, yeah, rabbi, rabbis expected of their students, like part of their covenant with the rabbi, rabbi was they covenanted with the rabbi to agree, to hear, mm-hmm. and to see what they were being taught. And then, as I pointed out the last two weeks on stage on Sunday morning, when we hear or see the word listen or hear, the Hebrew literally means to bend your ear towards yeah. that teaching, almost as if you're leaning in earnestly to digest yeah. what, you're about to, what you're about to hear. Yeah. I mean, uh, to apply, I guess, later on in the New Testament scripture, you know, you see baptism, like John baptizing people. It was, that was their public profession saying, I am going to listen and obey. I am going to commit myself to these teachings yeah. and live that out in my life. Um, and that's, there's there's still a, Really, that's why we baptize people now. Still, we maybe not, maybe don't talk about it as mm. much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is your public profession of your faith, saying, "Hey, I'm committed my life to Jesus. I'm now going to follow Him and live like He is teaching me to live." Yeah. Um, and that's what verse eight is talking about here: is that listen, son, and here's that. Here's that again, like Solomon being a teacher or mm-hmm. um, a mentor, but also I think uh, as a father, Solomon's looking at his sons and, and saying, hear what I'm about to say, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set up and pay attention. Uh, yeah, and and don't forsake your mother's teaching. Yeah. Um, I feel like we uh, are s- struggling with that concept in, in my house a lot of days. Um, I don't know about you. <laughs> But um, the kids listen to Tara all the time. <laughs> um, I'm sure that that's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it, actually. <laughs> um, well, they should, um, and mine should listen to their mom too. Well, here's here's another uh, Hebrew part. I guess I guess I'm I guess I'm the Hebrew color commentator tonight. So uh, when we see the word hear uh, again, H E A R there in verse eight, or listen. That's the same Hebrew word for hero Israel, the Lord our God, the yeah. Lord is one. Shema. Shema. Yeah. Uh, so, and, there, and there's this, I mean, it's a very holy word because, again, it's not just, hey, Bo, hear this. It's like you said. It's a father getting very serious to a son mm-hmm. because that father is about to impart serious wisdom. Uh, and I love the fact that it's not just my son listen to your father's instruction. Yeah. He turns right around and says, yeah. and don't forsake your mother's teaching either. Yeah. Um, so I love here how the entire parental unit, uh, the Lord and his wisdom right here, is valuing the entire parental unit. And, and again, this is just the application of what was stated in 2, 3, and 4, to know, receive, and, to, and then to give. It's mm-hmm. that cyclical pattern. Yeah. And so we see that play out here um, in 8 through 19. Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I guess I'll just keep reading. And, and, um, indeed, they are graceful. They are a graceful wreath in uh, to your head, and ornaments around your neck, my son. If sinners entice you, do not consent. Uh, if they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. This is quite a crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't so, mince words either. Uh, um, I, I was looking at um, that word entice today. and it It means like, to, to, to open a way, like to, to open up, like to mm-hmm. open a way to, to um, a space for, mm-hmm. for something or someone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, 
I feel like that is kind of how it plays out a lot of times. Like, um, everybody wants to belong. Mm -hmm. And we tend to belong to who or what we feel like provides a space for us. Yeah, they open us up a space to belong. Right. Yeah. And so um, this is important, I think, to know for for um, a couple of reasons. Um, one, we need to be on our guard mm-hmm. for um, and choose wisely. You know who we make our friends, who who we who we allow, or whatever's opening uh, their arms to us, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Are we going to walk into that or not? What are they? What are their true intentions? Um, and two, uh, you know, I think the church needs to be the entity in, in society that is opening up yeah. to the people. Oh, yeah. um, let's not let other people get engulfed, enticed into this kind of crowd that's waiting for blood. Well, <laughs> let's, mean- uh, let's, let's open ourselves up to our community, to our neighbors, to, to our friends, to our coworkers, to our families, and give them a, a, a safe space to come and to belong to yeah. um, so that we, together we can steer clear of this kind of unwise, foolish behavior. Yeah, and, and like, for instance, last Sunday, the topic of the sermon was a very interesting topic, and anyone that was either watching or was in the room heard me say that if we don't preach on it, yeah. The world will. Mm-hmm. And if we don't create spaces of belonging where people can come and receive not not only the teaching of Scripture, but receive the koinonia, the fellowship of Christians living Scripture out, um, they're, going to get, they're going to find somewhere else to belong. Yeah, it's um, absolutely true. So I think we have to do our job. Like, for instance, one of the most unreached groups in the United States uh, is the single adult because churches have a tendency to have all kinds of ministries uh, except for single adults. And what's ironic was, <laughs> what was Jesus? He was a single adult, mm-hmm. never married. And if uh, our Redeemer is a single adult, then churches need to do a good job creating spaces for single adults. And if we don't, then that that one specific people group will go somewhere else until they find a place to belong. So, yeah. 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 Man, this is just so fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's literally all in this book. Mm-hmm. Like everything you need to know. Yeah. And we're just through 10 verses. Um, I don't, I, I didn't mean exclusively Proverbs, but just oh, the Bible sorry. in general. Well, yeah. Like every, like people just think it's so old and out of touch and, and antiquated and, yeah. We don't do things like that anymore, and 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 everything that we need to well, make to 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 make the world a better place yeah. is right here. I heard Richard Stern say one time, and he's the founder of World Vision. He said, "It's not that the Bible has been tried and found wanting." He said, "It's that the Bible just hasn't even been tried." Yeah. And I think if a person were to take a deep dive into Scripture, and we did that in 2021 with the story, if they were to see the larger thematic units, I think it's really difficult for a person to look at, you know, the prophecies in the Old Testament that were written somewhere between 700 and 400 BC and see those fulfilled, uh, you know, in AD 0 to AD 33 or AD 34. We're talking a 400 years time span in between, but yet Christ's life fulfilled those prophecies to a T. That's one heck of an accident if it's an accident. And, and of course, we don't believe it's an accident. And that's just one example of if a person will take a deep dive into Scripture and really understand the context within Scripture was written, I think and believe strongly that Scripture flies off the page. And that's what we've been seeing these last few weeks in Proverbs. And that's what we're seeing tonight is it's a very practical, Proverbs is a very practical book. And some parts of Scripture can, can get confusing if you don't know the context. But again, I think if Scripture is really tried, uh, people find the word of the Lord speaking to them. I could go on and on. I'll give it back over to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we're running out of time. So uh, be wise about who you choose to hang out with, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> like, Very practical. In, in, the, in that section yeah. there, um, 
Um, I'm just going to skip to verse uh, 19. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. Mm-hmm. See, they, they, they think that they're, you know, these people who are lying in wait for blood are ready to ambush the innocent and all the things that it lists on uh, thereafter. They think that they're gaining life by taking life or by taking possessions from someone who's weaker when in reality they are um, the greed of that the the sin of that is actually taking away the life of, of the possessors yeah and uh, because the wages of sin is is death um, so numbers also says um, be sure your sin will find you out yeah and and yeah we 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 can't run from our sin. It'll it'll find us out eventually. Yeah. Yep. Um, verse 20, wisdom, I, I love this part. Wisdom shouts in the street. So this is where wisdom becomes personified mm-hmm. um, here in, in the chapter. Um, wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. Okay. Those two verses, this is what this is what this tells me. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is available. Mm-hmm. It's available. Yeah. Like it's literally out in the public places, on yeah. the on the on the streets, out in the streets, in the in the square, shouting, crying out to yeah. anyone who will listen. It, isn't it James that, that says if anyone lacks wisdom? Let them ask. Bingo. it's it's right it's right out there and and i even i even like um uh well i guess i'll get to it in a second but uh just you know wisdom shouts wisdom lifts her voice Mm -hmm. wisdom cries out she utters her sayings uh, you know at the gates of the city it's it's she's going all over the place where people are where they are dwelling yeah and crying out to anyone who will listen. Yeah. So if if you're sitting at home tonight and you're thinking, man, I just, I don't know what to do. Here are the facts of my life. I don't know how to handle that next step. Listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like ask and, and listen for that wisdom because um, the Lord does know what to do. And, and uh, the, the fear of the Lord um, will lead you right to that to that wisdom. Um, it goes on to say, how long, O oh, naive ones, will you love being simple-minded and scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge? <clears throat> this is wisdom speaking now. It's getting a little, um, getting a little saucy, mm-hmm. getting a little sassy. She's <laughs> laying, laying down the law. <laughs> yeah. It's turn to my reproof. Uh, behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Turn to my reproof. Again, we we go back to hey, I don't like being told that I was wrong. I don't like being told I did something the wrong way, or that you know, in or that I sinned, or whatever yeah. it was. But when we turn to it, I mean, it's it's like when we repent, right? Yeah. When we change change our we have a change of mind. Yeah. We turn away from I thought this was life. I thought this was helpful. I thought this was love. I thought this was what I wanted. It was wrong. I'm hearing wisdom tell me that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm turning to my reproof. I'm changing, not my reproof. I'm turning to wisdom's reproof. I'm changing my mind. Yeah. I'm repenting of those things. I'm going to walk a new way. Mm-hmm. And it, it, um, it's just so clear and, and, and simple. Um, and, and so, available like that keep going back to that word it's just so available like it doesn't it doesn't say like you know if you read the bible every day i'm gonna bless you i'm gonna pour out my spirit on you and make my words known to you yeah it doesn't say if you go to church every week all year your perfect attendance yeah. at Sunday school for the year, mm-hmm. then I'll I'll bless you. I'll pour out my spirit on you and, and make my words known to you. It simply says, when you're wrong and someone approaches you about it, mm-hmm. 
when wisdom approaches you about it, mm-hmm. turn to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't hate it. Don't run from it, hide it, sweep it under the rug. Turn to it. It, well, it goes back to um, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, or as uh, Tim Elmore likes to say, the difference between knowledge and experiential knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. A person that I think has experiential knowledge, a person that has wisdom, they know the value in turning towards truth. They know the value in being taught. They know the value um, of making a mistake, admitting that mistake, and turning towards what is real and what is right and what is correct. Um, it, people that just simply have knowledge, they don't have the, the experience of, hey, I made a mistake, I've repented, I've turned around, now I know where to go. It takes a person, I think, messing up um, before they realize what true knowledge or what true knowledge and what true wisdom looks like. Because then it's in that messing up that they realize where I need to go, where I belong. It, it's just, it's, again, it goes back to being convicted of being out of God's plan. It goes back to being convicted of our sin. When we're convicted of our sin, we're aware of we're not where we need to be. We need to turn around and get where we do need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and wisdom goes on to say, um, verse 24, because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also, because of that, because you did that, Mm -hmm. you responded that way. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes, like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you then then they will call on me but I will not answer mm-hmm. they will seek me diligently but they will not find me um, I, you know I, I don't hear anybody ever quoting <laughs> that verse yeah. but guess what you waited too long it's too late now yeah the consequences are at your doorstep. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm really glad that this is wisdom speaking and, and not God speaking. I think that's an important distinction to well, kind of, but there's a problem there because what's wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord. It, it is. Yeah. And I, and I think what wisdom is saying is that, when you are not following the wisdom of the Lord, mm-hmm. when you are not following the path of the Lord, <laughs> things will not go well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the only point I was going to make is that I don't know that I, I don't know that I can go to the, like the part where wisdom's like laughing at you mm-hmm. at your anguish. Mm-hmm. I think that that breaks God's heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, personally and maybe i'm wrong and i'm willing to be reproofed about that (laughs) and turn to it um but uh yeah i don't hear a lot of people quoting um these but again we got to be careful we need to um um you know know and receive and and give and and be on that fear the lord and be on that cyclical path um and know that we're somewhere on that cycle we might be multiple places on that cycle. We might be able to give some things, but we still need to receive some things too. Um, so, uh, yeah, because they hated knowledge, verse 29, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. And there you go. They didn't choose the fear of the Lord. And I, you got to stop and ask yourself like, okay, well, who do I fear? Who do I fear? Who do I fear more? Um, do I fear God more or my anxiety more? Mm-hmm. Do I fear God more or, um, uh, you know, l- losing the the taste of that sin that I that I like more? Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, we have to choose the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise. Everything else destroys us. Mm-hmm. Everything else destroys us. Um, verse 30, they would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. And we just can't, 
we, we cannot be a people, especially the church, mm-hmm. we cannot be a people that hates correction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard to hear. But, uh, Paul, what does... It's not even about like, always about I, I've done something wrong. Like, okay, the Lord disciplines those he loves, right? Mm-hmm. He, the book of Hebrews teaches yep. us that. Yep. So there are going to be times when he disciplines us. Mm-hmm. That is just factual. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, we cannot hate that correction. We cannot spurn that reproof. But sometimes like, what what else does the Bible say? I can't remember where it is. It says um, uh, something about even even people who are bearing fruit mm-hmm. will be pruned, mm-hmm. so that they might bear even more fruit. Yeah. So sometimes you're just you are walking with the Lord and trying to do it all right and listen to wisdom, yeah. and you still are yeah. going to come to a place where God has to prune you. Well, going back to Hebrews. Like, I, I always struggle with that verse because I'm like, why would, if he loves us, why is he punishing us? And he does, I think, hold us accountable when we get out of his path again. But the, when, when I think about discipline, I've thought a lot about this over the past year since I got back into coaching, basketball coaching. Like, because I care about those uh, athletes, I discipline them because I want them and believe they need to be performing a certain way. And, and what do you do with an athlete? And I know this metaphor breaks down a little bit, but you have to be able to, to push your best athlete the hardest mm-hmm. because you believe in them. And I think that's what the Lord does. He doesn't mm-hmm. allow us to stay comfortable because he sees in his infinite wisdom that there's more growth that needs to take place. There's yeah. more wisdom that needs to be digested. So what does he do? He disciplines us. Sometimes he disciplines us and, and puts us back on the straight path. We have to turn back on the straight path when we mess up. But sometimes I think he says, okay, you're ready for the next challenge. Yeah. Here's how you're going to be disciplined even more. Here's how you're going to be shaped even more. Right. Um, so yeah, because he loves us, he doesn't leave, leave us alone. He continues, I think, to shape us, to discipline us so that we may be more like his image. You know, I've never really thought about it that way, but I've seen that play out in my, in my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That every time I get comfortable somewhere, um, in a way where, you know, I've kind of, I guess, learned what I needed to learn mm-hmm. in that part of my life, mm-hmm. um, that chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. It's not long after that, that's when the Lord moves me yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and that is a form of discipline in, in a different sense of the word. Yeah. Um, um, but he does that. He prunes even the fruitful so that they'll bear more fruit yeah. and so that they can continue in that cycle of, 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 um, knowing and receiving and giving. Yeah. And, you know, even like, you know, um, the Lord calling the, the two of us here. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe part of that was because I've come to know and receive some things that I need to give to this place. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, this place probably knows and has received some things that it needs to give to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we become part of that cycle. Yeah. Um, but you know what else? I would have never moved here if I hadn't first had a fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, so that healthy fear comes into play over and over again. And, and I want to go ahead and give a teaser for Sunday because the question that we're going to wrestle with from, from Proverbs 16 is, do you trust God with your future? Mm. And I had a mentor one time say that you could take the Old Testament word for fear and use the New Testament word for trust because, because of realizing how big God is and how holy God is and realizing that he has our best intentions in mind, are we going to believe that and trust him? And so, yeah, so Sunday we're going to talk about very practical ways. Do you trust God with your future? Um, and there's so much... there's so much wisdom and experiential knowledge there, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it was just a perfect lead into Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I was, um, sort of thinking about that today. I can't remember what part of this made me think about this. Um, but for the last, I don't know, (laughs) um, 
17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. I've tried to live by, I heard this song um, that said, um, if you don't go, I don't go. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of tried to live by that. And and you might you might be like, okay, that's kind of a confusing way to remember, like, I'll go where you lead me. Mm-hmm. But the difference, I think, in saying, oh, I'll go where you lead me or I'll go where you go, and saying, if you don't go, I don't go, mm-hmm. is the latter reminds me, it keeps me here now mm-hmm. where I'm not, too focused on what the future holds because that is a trap yeah to just get like it's important to plan ahead yeah very i mean the bible teaches about that too talking about that on sunday as well (laughs) yeah 16 yeah yeah it's so important to to be able to plan to plan ahead and to and to, to seek wisdom in that and counsel in that um at the same time though there has to be a balance where where you know what we're not promised tomorrow mm-hmm we have to be here right now yeah. too, um, and so thinking of it that way. If yeah. you don't go, then I don't need to worry about it. I just need to be where you are right now yep. and do what I'm called to do right now. Yep. Um, helps keep me grounded a little bit, um, mm-hmm. tethered, I guess, to uh, to not be out here thinking about the future too, too, too much. You're talking <laughs> Matthew 11. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, when you're yoked, you are going to be connected to if you're a yoke of oxen, you're connected to that other oxen. If we're yoked with the Lord, we are going to be present where the Lord is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish reading this here. Yeah. Uh, so they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be sat- satiated with their own d- devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. And so we kind of come back around, um, you know, uh, in this last section, verse 20, it it starts off talking about how wisdom is shouting. It's lifting, uh, she's lifting her voice. um, And it's just so available. It's begging people to listen. Mm -hmm. And it closes that, um, that section by saying, but he who listens. Yeah. You know, if you want to live securely, and this is not some health and wealth gospel yeah. that we're preaching here, but um, you know, having a peace that surpasses understanding mm-hmm. kind of security. If you want to live securely, you have to be willing to listen, even when it's hard, even when um, you're being uh, reproved. Yeah. Um, so... That's pretty much it. You got any last thoughts? Yeah, I actually want to give a shout out to Miss Judy Harley, who's watching. Um, we love Brother Harley and Miss Judy. Yeah. And just uh, want to praise the Lord for all the amazing things the Lord is doing in your family's life. Uh, so just know it's good to see your name and know that you're watching and know that we are continually praying for the Harley family. And we so appreciate and love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Jonathan uh, just posted... Um, well, a few minutes ago now, but just to, in case you're not looking at the comments, uh, Miss Melva left a, a message mm-hmm. um, for all the kiddos tonight. So um, if your kids haven't seen that yet, uh, check out that link. Uh, it's on the HBC Kids page also. Well, and I want to be like Melva when I grow up. Oh, Mel- Melva's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, She's really cool. She is really cool. I enjoy every time I get to talk to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Uh, all right. Well, next week, um, I don't entirely know. I, I think we'll be, Jonathan will be back. Should I think yeah. <laughs> who knows? Hopefully this room will be full of people. Uh, hopefully so. I yeah. mean, we're just, I don't even know it. We were supposed to, we, we kicked things off a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. Like are we in the with year 2017? A, with, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Uh, with a with a night of worship and that was really fun. It almost didn't happen yeah. because of COVID yeah. and and various and snow and various and other things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it did. And then the following week, I took off work. Jonathan was supposed to kick kick the no the night off. Yeah, 
And last week, because of snow weather concerns yeah. and COVID concerns, I'm yeah. sure played into it too. I took the week off, right? So I wasn't in, in the meetings, but we we didn't but, feel uh, like we could accurately pull win or you know pull Wednesday <laughs> nights off without you. <laughs> that is not true. Um, uh, you didn't have it last week, so Jonathan should have done Proverbs one last week uh, by himself. He's a, he's a slacker. So then this week we, him and I were going to do it, and then he got sick. Yeah. So um, now it's me and you. It's just who even knows what next week's going to bring. That's my point. Amen to that, bro. Um, Amen to that. Uh, but but I guess we'll see yep. a week from now uh, <laughs> who's here and and what we do. Um, but uh, regardless. Um, we hope that you're doing well, Amen. and uh, we love you guys so much. Um, so we're going to close it out, but we want to say, you know, uh, um, may the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus, and um, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll see you Sunday.